All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome back. It's after 3 o'clock. Hey, we always try for accuracy. Doesn't mean it always happens, but we always try for accuracy in the... Uh, in the show. So, I uh, we got a text because we asked you, why is Leon Dreisaitl historically struggle in December? Real reasons? Not real. I like this one. Vi Naxman gave him lumps of coal in his stocking when he was young from Eric. Now, Eric, I appreciate you spelling it correctly. I had to look it up. That is how they say Santa Claus or Father Christmas in German. Vi Naxman. We uh, went online during the commercial break and uh, listened on how to say it correctly in English. That's how we do it. I like that. Welcome back to the Gregor Show, Sports 1440, Orders Nation YouTube, where we... Uh, Always strive for accuracy. Doesn't mean we get it, but we always strive for it. So, striving for solid goaltending. You don't always get it. You'd like to, but you don't. So, and uh, we got uh, a few other. Uh... Hey, guys, does Leon realize it? Oh, I'm sure Leon knows. But here's the thing. Maybe he's just under the weather. Like there's some people I know for, for the first, I want to say, eight years of my son's life, he got sick bad every first week of December, like clockwork. And then, you know, start reading up, trying to do some different things. Now, obviously that has a little bit to do, you know, kids. And when they get into kindergarten and grade one, man's a little germaphobes are all over the place, right? You touching everything, fingers are in their mouth. You're like, oh my goodness. So, but uh, this year, last year, the first two years, it was, uh, was not as apparent. So we tried a few different things. It helps. 
Now, I can't say that's why. I don't know if it's a fatigue factor. I don't know if it's a mental factor. I don't know. And I don't know. Maybe it's nothing in particular. Maybe it's just an oddity. But the numbers back it up. For December is Dreisaitl's worst month of his career. And a lot of times, the worst month of his year. Like, some, remember the one year in December? I think it was like minus 15. Like, it was, or maybe actually, maybe minus 19. So that's the one excuse all those numbers. But even as plus minus, which I know isn't the most accurate stat all the time. But when all your other months are plus 18, plus 24, and then you're minus 30 all time in uh, in December, it's uh, it's odd for sure. Now, let's get to the uh, – oh, by the way, we're up to uh, 6,500 now, courtesy of Ryan in our uh, month of giving package today, which is awesome, courtesy of uh, A1 Heating, because this is uh, the furnace package that's got uh, even a little bit more for you. Because, of course, you get the Aries two-stage furnace. It's the A96-2E, in case you need to know the exact model. You'll also get, though, the uh, April Air whole home humidifier system that goes with it. Uh, with the enhanced uh, four-inch media filter and cabinet. You get the uh, Echobee uh, Nestor Echobee's thermostat, your choice. You get the uh, Merv 11 filter package, because really, who wants the Merv 10 if you can get the Merv 11? Uh, all the materials, equipment, labor, and permits. 12-year factory back parts and labor warranty. The removal and disposal of your old furnace. So it's an awesome package, and it's up to uh, 6500 right now. With Ryan, you can uh, text in your bid, 833-401-1440, or call at the same number, 833-401-1440. It is the Gregor Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. And uh, we've got lots more good texts. People have a good sense of humor on a Monday. Uh, why is Leon Dreisaitl struggled in December? We'll get to more of those. But first, we'll get to the uh, oil report uh, brought to you by Volvo of Edmonton, where uh, you stop in right now at uh, Volvo, and uh, you will get an additional 3500 off the uh, XC plug-in hybrid right now until January 1st. It's a great deal. If you're looking for a great package. Great ride and unbelievable service. Go to VolvoCarsEdmonton.com as uh, Robin Brownlee, a.k.a. Ruben Bronte, joins us. Uh, Rob, the uh, Oilers, you know what, uh, two losses in a row. The, the Tampa Bay game is actually, I thought it was one of their better games played. Uh, obviously, you know, you'd want Stuart Skinner, as you said, to make a few more saves. But uh, Vasilevsky was lights out. Florida's really probably the first game in 10 where I would say the orders were the second best team on the ice for the majority of the game, right? I, I don't know if I can pinpoint exact reason why, other than just Florida was the better team on Saturday. Yeah, I completely agree. You know, had you flipped those games, Jason, um, and had that Tampa Bay game uh, or that effort uh, on the final game of the homestand before they hit the road, I think fans would feel a little bit better about it because that was one of those losses where you go, Hey, we'd love the points, but the team played well. Uh, that wasn't the case with that, uh, the Florida game to wrap things up. So now they head out on the road and people are looking at all the things that they look at when a team has a performance that, uh, you know, that, that bad, I don't think Pickard was atrocious. He wasn't great, uh, but the team wasn't very good. And now they head out and people are, I think because of the terrible start, I think they're more alarmed about consecutive losses, or maybe they're just alarmed at how they lost that last game. Because I'll take uh, I'll take that record in the last ten any day. They don't need to go eight and ten the rest of the way 
uh, to be successful, but it's just kind of a, a letdown to, to end the streak that way. And uh, you look now, they go into New York where the Islanders, man, they give up a ton of shots. They're they're not this vaunted defensive team now. They're obviously without two of their best defensemen. Ryan Pulak's been out since December 7th. Uh, Pelic has been out since November 24th. He might come back, which would be a big boon for them. Uh, we'll see tomorrow at the skate if he's going to play or not. But they, they have been leaking chances all over the place. Uh, their goalies, whether it's Sorokin 902 or Vardamov 901, they haven't been able to stop the barrage because they've been facing 36 shots a night. 36! You know, there was one game against uh, Anaheim where they kept it to uh, to under 33 shots. That's it. So the order's offense, the way it's going, uh, and even with the second-line struggles, uh, I still think that uh, the order's, uh, they have the offense. They just have to avoid another Russian netminder um, basically stealing their lunch money, which has happened the last two games. Well, you know, as, I mean, if they allow that many shots against the Oilers, you know, Sooner or later, Leon Dreisaitl is going to be done with his own personal version of the month of giving, and he's going to start uh, generating some offense, and that might be a game uh, where he can. Uh, yeah, they're loose. If you can, if you can uh, bury some of those chances, uh, you know that's a pretty porous. Uh, back end that they've got and that's a chance to score some goals um and that's obviously something that second line well and the rest of the lineup can use too because there hasn't been much happening there and these tweaks that Knobloch has made uh, you would hope they'd pay off because I mean Dreisaitl's basically in my opinion and uh, been dragging around dead weight uh for too long lately Connor Brown just wasn't getting anything done and and uh that sort of thing and Let's see what let's see what this uh, lineup tweak can do because if they can get around the net, they can score some goals against that Islander club. You would think so. Um, yeah, like the the Connor Brown thing, like man, you know he's a good penalty killer, and that's really all you can say about him right now. Like he's not, it's not like this guy is all around the net and he's buzzing around. Like it, put him on the third line and. You know, like there's really no option. The, the 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 signing will look worse and worse every day. The only way to salvage it is if he has a good final few months and, and scores some big goals in the playoffs. Otherwise, it's going to be an unmitigated disaster. Yeah, and and you know what? There's time. I'm not going to make excuses for the guy. He's he's had time to work himself back into the lineup. Um, he hasn't looked like somebody who is. Uh, reluctant in terms of uh, can he hold up, can the knee hold up uh, uh, with the injury he had. Um, He just hasn't buried anything. I I like the looks of, you know, if R&H and Fogle, who I think has played terrific, uh, if they can get something going with dry sidle, that's going to help a lot. If Connor Brown gets going, you know what? At this point, it would be it would be great. But I don't even know that you can count on it now. You just want to see him maybe get one here, one there. He's been good on the PK. Not going to justify what that uh, what the contract turns out to be with that, you know, the, the delayed cap hit and all that stuff. But he's got to get going. He he hasn't been terrible. He's just not getting it anything to go that gets tired after a while he's got to not only be around the net he's got to 
put one or two in. And I, I just can't believe a player of his quality and a player with his history, more important, uh, because he's shown what he can do uh, before. He's got to be a 10-goal guy at least, doesn't he? Even with this horrible start, is, is 10 goals too much to ask? I don't think so. Oh, God. Like, they'd be doing cartwheels for 10. Now, who knows? Maybe he'll get hot in the second half of the season. It's possible, but it's just um, – Right now, there's very little happening with him on the ice offensively. That's all. And it's, it's one player, you know, in dry settles December soon. I can't blame it all on Connor Brown because this is the first December Connor Brown's been here and Leon struggled in December for many of the past years. So why? I have no idea, but yeah. it's happened. So it can't all be on, uh, on Connor Brown. So they'll put Nugent Hopkins back. Him and dry settle obviously have uh, played well together before five on five on the power play. Uh, you know, you put Kane w- with Hyman and, you know, McDavid, the way that line's going, I, like, I don't think there should be a big drop off from Kane to Nugent Hopkins, uh, by any stretch of the imagination, but, uh, you know, maybe Nugent Hopkins can, you know, a little bit more of a playmaker than, than Kane. Cause, you know, the one thing I see from Kane in the offensive zone is, you know, there, he tries passes. He, like, he's just not a very good passer at the NHL level, right? Compared to a guy like Nugent Hopkins. So I think Nugent Hopkins will be able to thread the needle a little bit better. Well, we're going to get a look uh, right away. I mean, the front end uh, of these games on the road, these first three, um, you know, that's the, that's the tough part. The Islanders jersey, and especially the Rangers. The Rangers are pretty good, pretty good club right now. Um, if they don't get something going, if they don't sort it out, they're not going to like. Uh, they're not going to like the results uh, before Christmas. I assume they are. Uh, splitting this up and uh, coming home after that uh, third game to have some time uh, here, and then uh, uh, they'll get back at it. But yeah, this is this front end of these of these next games on the road. Uh, uh, no soft touches in there, so they better be going. Well, I think they're beatable teams. The order showed they beat some good teams on their homestand. Uh, now they got to go on the road and, and be a good team. They can't have it happen on this three-game trip what happened when they went to Florida, Carolina, and Tampa. They just can't, right? Um, you can't go in there and give up 15 goals in three games and, and then go into the Christmas break. they they got to go at very minimum, I think, 1-1-1 one, one, and, one, and ideally find a way to go 2-1 and one on this trip. Well, and they need to get back to what they did up until these last two games. And I know, thanks, Captain Obvious, but uh, you can't you can't be fishing the puck out of your net like that. And I know a couple of the goals in these losses were were empty net goals, but the fact is, um, when you look at the when you look at the win streak, I mean, it speaks for itself. And again, it's not rocket science. Uh, tighten up defensively, get a little bit of goaltending, um, and don't don't create a situation where you need uh, five goals to win the hockey game because you don't know if you're going to get those five goals. Now uh, outside of the top end of your lineup, that first line uh, going pretty good. You don't know what you're going to get yet uh, from uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins and dry and Fogel. You hopefully they, there's a spark there, but uh, the other end of that equation is don't need five goals to win, win a hockey game, uh, by scoring three goals, that simplifies things a lot if you can do it. Uh, Rubes, uh, quickly, uh, your thoughts on the timing of the Ottawa Senators, and uh, you, you roll your coach out for the morning skate or not morning skate, but practice, and then he does his media availability, and then you announce a firing afterwards. Like, why is my question? 
Yeah, you know what? I didn't I didn't get that, Jason. It's it's uh it's kind of like well, well coach uh, DJ you, you got to walk the plank, but you know what? We want you to go stand on the end of it for a while. <laughs> you don't you don't get the, you don't get the uh, push right off. I don't understand that. I, I mean, the decision is made before that. It's not oh, you know what? I think at the last minute here, yeah, let's uh, uh, let, let's sack this guy. Uh, I didn't like the way that was done. Uh, you can use words like lack of class or or whatever. I just think it's unnecessary to have, bring a guy out like that, let him twist, and then say, hey, by the way, you're down the road. No, nah, doesn't work for me. Rubes, have yourself a good one. We will uh, chat with you on Thursday. Okay. Thanks, Jason. See you. There you go. That's uh, Rob Brownlee. The Oil Report brought to you by VolvoCarsEdmonton.com. Jason Greger, Connor Halley with you. I got to get to some of these because, man, there's a few of these that uh, really <laughs> uh, uh, made me chuckle. Um, that guy's uh, maybe he's uh, like me. Too many eggnogs in December. It's possible. Very uh, possible. Hey guys, uh, December is the month of giving. Maybe he gives up the puck more in December from Gord Oil. Oh, if he's a listener of the show, it's very possible, Gord. Very possible. Hey guys, why is Phil Kessel not an option? Our team's waiting for the month to see where they're at. Surely at 775, he'd be an upgrade for Brown from Mike. Uh, well, I can tell you, Mike, he doesn't kill penalties. So he's not an upgrade on, on Brown. Um, could Phil Kessel score more goals? Yeah, probably. But do I think Phil Ke- like to say that Phil Kessel is the better option on your second line than uh, than Connor Brown offensively? Sure, but does he? Do you want Phil Kessel in your top six when you're in the playoffs? He wasn't even Vegas's top twelve in the playoffs. So do you want him in your top six come playoff time? Because he can't be in your bottom six. He doesn't play that role. Right? It doesn't kill penalties. He's not an energized type player. So do you want Phil Kessel in your top six come playoff time? I, yeah. He, has, he hasn't played all year. So now you're going to, how many months until he gets up to speed? Like, I, I, to me, that'd kind of be a desperate move if it's just me. So I'd probably look at other, I got to think there's another option. I understand it doesn't cost you any assets to get Phil. So you could say, why not bring him in and try it? Okay, but then you so you'll move Brown down. Uh, then you're moving uh, uh, Gagne and uh, or, or Ernie, one of them two to the minors, and maybe another one uh, because Holloway's coming in. And so I guess you could do it. I'm just like fill the thrill. I, I don't know if if he has that much left to offer today for a team whose goal is to go deep in the playoffs. So for me, I would say pass. I don't know about order fans. How many of you? What your thoughts? But uh, I would say pass on uh, on Phil Kessel. I don't I don't think he is he's what the orders really need at this point. So let me know your thoughts. Eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. Quick break. Uh, we'll go to uh, Boston where they continue to roll. Also uh, helping out Canada in the process. Next on the Gregor Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Three twenty seven. Welcome back to the Gregor Show live in the E Well Studio. E W E L dot C A for all your electrical. 
wholesale needs. And guess what? They even have space. If you got an order and you know what, you don't have any place because you're waiting on your next project, well, you can actually store the stuff at their brand new shop. So uh, not only do they offer you uh, great electrical stuff, also services like uh, storage space if you need it for temporary. So check it out, C. Hey, the uh, Oilers are on the East Coast. Uh, they are going to uh, take on the Islanders, the Devils, and the Rangers before a Christmas break. They actually get a little bit longer of a Christmas break than uh, usual because they play on the uh, 22nd and then they'll play again until the 28th in San Jose. So uh, some of the guys in the East will go uh, directly from New York uh, to their homes in in Ontario. Others will come back here and stay here. And then, of course, the, uh, the you can either fly across country or come into Edmonton, uh, whatever they prefer. And then be ready. Usually they will uh, fly to San Jose uh, on the 27th. Uh, let's go around the NHL now. Brought to you by McDonald's and the Peppermint Mocha and Peppermint Hot Chocolate are back for the holiday season at McDonald's. Topped with real whipped cream and peppermint candy pieces. Every chocolatey sip is perfect peppermint delight. Try yours only at McDonald's. Uh, peppermint tea, by the way. The number one tea in the world. Voted on by yours truly. Maybe no one else, but I uh, love the peppermint tea. Joe Haggerty, longtime uh, beat reporter for the Boston Bruins, joins us. Joe, how you doing, my man? Gregory, you're getting me salivating for a hot chocolate over there. Well done. Nice oh, read. Hey, it's good, man. It's real good. So, uh, hey, uh, Bruins fans are salivating again. God, their team's good. It's, it's amazing to think a team could lose their top two centers and barely skip a beat. So, uh, as a guy who watches them every game... Are you surprised they've made it look this easy, or are, are there any signs that, okay, maybe they're starting to miss their top two centers? No, you know, I'm, I'm definitely surprised at the record. There's no question about that. I think anybody that says they're not surprised about the record at this point, you know, being uh, tied with the Rangers for the, the most points in the Eastern Conference would be lying. You know, they, I think everybody expected there to be growing pains uh, with all the new faces, with the departures, the significant departures that you mentioned with Krejci and Bergeron. Um, and, and more than that, too, because salary cap-wise, there are players they couldn't keep around anymore. So I think a lot of people were expecting this to be a rough uh, rough go of it, at least in the first few months as they got used to uh, the players that they have now. But uh, I, I think, you know, obviously, if they were going to have success going into the season, I think a lot of us predicted it was going to be a defense and goaltending kind of recipe. And it's been that uh, most nights, and it's been that to a big degree, and more so the goaltending, I think, than the defense. The defense has been good at times, uh, sometimes really good, sometimes not as good. Uh, but uh, Linus Ulmark and Jeremy Swayman have bailed out uh, the team a lot and have been at an elite level the entire season to both of them. And that's been really the big story about why they're as good as they are while you also have, obviously, you know, David Pasternak, Brad Marchand, uh, some holdovers that can put the puck in the net, and uh, they're doing enough offensively to win games. But, Gregor, when you watch the team, ton of one-goal games that they're winning, ton of games where they're uh, giving up leads uh, late in the third period. They have to kind of white-knuckle it in the third period to get to overtime. Very high-stress games that they're playing. Uh, it's, you know, I think that can put a toll on a team over the course of a long season. So, I think they'd like to get a little more offense to create a little more cushion in some of these games that they play, and I think that's kind of the, the weak spot is the puck possession in general and just the offensive production, the goal scoring. Uh, I think they'd like a little more than that. But when you, you, know, when you have elite goaltending, pretty good defense, and some guys that can score, that's a recipe for a lot of wins in the NHL, and we've seen that with the Bruins. 
Do you think they would consider moving one of their goalies to get the offensive help as long as they would get a competent backup in return, or is that a non-starter? You know, it's funny. I don't even know that they're concerned about getting a backup goalie back. I don't think that's the biggest priority for them. Like, okay. it would be nice, obviously. They have a ton of confidence in Brandon Bussey down in okay. Providence, the guy that's playing down there. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. Okay. They have a ton of confidence in the guy uh, in Providence, Brandon Bussey, that's down there playing right now. He's turned into a, a very good goaltending prospect. And I think part of the reason that they think about potentially parting with one of their goalies or it's a plausible idea is because Bussey is the kind of player that they believe can come up and you know be the backup to whichever goalie sticks around, whether it was Swayman or Allmark. Um, I don't think it's realistic for them to trade a goalie in season. I think for this year's team in particular, as we just talked about, they are so reliant on the goaltending being stellar, not just good, not just above average, but stellar, like the best in the NHL. I think they have to have that this year in order to, you know, fully realize the potential of the team and, and not really compromise uh, the strengths and weaknesses of the team and what they're trying to do this year. So I don't think they're going to trade a goalie this year, but after this season, this next summer, this, this coming summer, I think that's going to be something they're going to investigate a lot. I would be really surprised if Allmark doesn't become a name that's available on the market and somebody uh, that they might consider moving as he goes into the last year of his contract. And as Swayman is going to have to start getting paid a lot more, who I think they want to keep around. So uh, I think in theory, you're, you, what you're putting out there works and it makes sense. I'm just not sure that they're going to pull the trigger in season with that, and they might try to make that move after the season is over. Joe Haggerty joins us. and So, Joe, my question would be, when they get to the playoffs, are they going to continue to rotate their goalies? Did they learn from they've last talked, year? They've talked about it. No. I mean, that's, you know, that, that's what they didn't do last year, yeah. right? And uh, I think the argument was you had so much success basically playing them every other game over the course of the regular season. Why would you go away from what was a successful formula during the regular season once the playoffs start? And Obviously, it's it's a little tougher to just go to a straight goalie rotation when one of your goalies won the Vesna Trophy and had a, you know a fantastic regular season. Uh, I think that makes it a little more difficult. And I still think when push comes to shove at playoff time, Jim Montgomery is a hockey coach, right? Hockey coaches don't want to have a goalie rotation in the playoffs. They want to have a number one that they can rely on and throw out there. Um, and I think that's just a natural instinct for every hockey coach is to have one goalie that you ride when the playoffs start. But I, Omar's had a couple of chances now in the playoffs, and he has been less than less than good. You know, he's been subpar, and he he has not been up to the task in the playoffs. And uh, Swayman really hasn't been given that opportunity yet, and he's been thrown in a couple times in really difficult situations. So I would think this year in the playoffs, it would either be a strict rotation like you're talking about to start, which I think would be really hard to do, but maybe they try it. Or you start Swayman instead of Allmark to start the playoffs and see what he can do. I just think the the wear and tear of playing every other day, the stress mentally and physically on a goalie, is a lot for Linus Allmark to handle in the playoffs when he doesn't play more than you know forty five to fifty games during the regular season. I think he wears down a little bit uh, when all of that is on his shoulders come playoff time. I think we've seen it the last two postseasons in a row. Joe Haggerty joins us. So, Joe, you look at this Bruins team and, you know, you mentioned, so if, if they're not going to uh, make a goalie change this year and, and all your reasons make a lot of sense, um, wh- what do you think they would be willing to part with to try to, to improve their offense? And I'm guessing they would be looking for a center uh, to improve. And a lot of people kill, still think about Lindholm and Calgary. Do you think that's realistic at some point? 
Yeah, I mean, I think that's the kind of player they want. They want a you know front line center that plays the two hundred foot game that can give you some of the qualities and things that Patrice Bergeron brought to the table. Um, and I think Lindholm is a natural fit. That's the kind of guy they would like. And, you know, I could envision if they were going to make a trade for a player like that, it would turn into a Taylor Hall, Hampus Lindholm situation where they want to trade for the player and then sign him uh, to an extension and keep him around for a while, you know. Um, and so maybe you're willing to give up a little bit more um, in that kind of a situation where you know he might be sticking around, he might be part of the long-term solution. Um so I think that's going to be really interesting what they are willing to part with. I mean, certainly on the NHL roster, I think you look at guys like Matt Grizzlick and Jake DeBrusque as prime candidates to potentially be moved in any kind of, you know, hockey trade, uh, big time trade that they're going to make. Uh, it's made difficult with the Bruins because they don't have, you know, first or second round picks really until about 2026. Uh, so they don't have a lot of draft assets because of all the trades that they've made trying to go for it the last few years. And I don't think they're going to want to trade Matt Patra or Mason Lowry, who are their top prospects right now, the guys that are going back and forth between the NHL and really kind of establishing themselves as young players with a lot of value. Uh, Fabian Lysel, the one of their top uh, prospects at Providence. Uh, I was in Providence last night watching the game and saw him bury a, a, a sweet one-timer. Um, and he's having a pretty decent year in the AHL this year with a former first-round pick a couple of years ago. I think that's the kind of player they'd be willing to move along with some NHL assets and maybe some draft capital. But, uh, Gregor, it's going to be really difficult for them to make a big-time move because, like I said, they don't have a lot of draft picks to move. And, yeah. you know, they're going to have to trade draft picks two or three years down the line in order to make it happen. Yeah, that, that's fair, right? So they gotta, they gotta move some guys. I, I look at the Bruins and the East right now is like, there's no Bruins of last year, right? Like they dominated. Now we all know what happened in the playoffs and, you know, yep. but it's, you know, so you never know. Florida's a good team. You know, Toronto's a good team. They got some holes. Uh, Tampa Bay, you know, is older, but it's still Tampa Bay. And if Vasilevsky's on his game, anything can happen. Boston's good. The Rangers are good. So, you know, what do you make of the East? Is this like more of a crapshoot? Cause I don't even know if you can say there's even two clear cut teams that separate themselves from the pack no i think it's wide open right now and i think it's going to be a wide open kind of year uh, i i like florida as they've gotten healthy um and i think they can continue to you know build towards the playoffs and i think they showed last year with their run to the cup final that they're going to be a really tough out in the playoffs and they might have another kind of run like that uh in them given their personnel and the way that they play um, obviously carolina traditionally a good team out in uh the metro but they're having a lot of goaltending issues this year uh, the Rangers, I think, are a very strong team. Uh, that that they've got depth and really good players at, at every uh, in every department. Um, you know, you always got to consider the Leafs, even though they traditionally have you know defense and goaltending issues as well. Um, come playoff time, the Tampa Bay Lightning still have you know some of the the, the Cup veterans left over uh, from when they won, uh, but they're getting older, and, and the, cap, the cap has really like ravaged their depth. So, like, the, when you ask me about, like, making a big trade, the Boston Bruins, I'm sure they're going to be tempted come trade deadline and as they work up to it because it's so wide open and they probably are going to view it as if they make the right move and if they could address some of the big needs that they have, you know, it could be, it could be wide open for them. But, I, you know, if I were running the Boston Bruins and my, me sort of watching the situation, I still view this as a transition year where they've – you know, the last two or three years, they were consistently all in making big trades, trading away tons of assets, you know, spending, spending, spending. 
I think at a certain point in those years, especially in sort of what is a transition year where you're introducing young guys, some of the older guys who was on last year, I don't know that you can go all in this year with this group thinking that they're going to have what it takes to win the entire thing uh, when, when it really comes push to, push to shove in the playoffs, when you have so many young players that are going to be in the postseason for the first time. I don't know that I would be all in with this Bruins team this year for those circumstances and maybe start to try to recoup some of your assets this year and then you know maybe view it that way again next year and the next few years after that. I, I don't know that that's what they're going to do. But if, if I were running the team, I'd be really, uh, you know, tempted to, to just see what you could get with what you have, maybe make some minor additions and not go for broken and Elias Lindholm trade uh, because you've done that too much the last few years and you didn't get a cup and, and now you need to sort of pay the price for that. Joe, uh, quickly, uh, Derek Forbord, what's, uh, what's the analysis on him? When's he expected back? Yeah, he's he's um, not expected back. I think uh, he's not even on the ice practicing. Uh, I believe uh, McAvoy and McAvoy was back out there today. Pavel Zaka was back out there today. They've had recent injuries, so they're starting to get close to coming back. But uh, I think it's going to be a little bit for him. And and he's another one I would lump in with Grizzlick and and Debrusquez. You know, when it comes to potentially trading NHL assets, I think that's something they'd be looking at as well. Hmm. Awesome, great stuff, Joe. We appreciate it as always, man. Have a great day. You got a Gregor Seabud. Yeah, go get your peppermint mocha. That is uh, Joe Haggerty uh, joining us from Boston. So, uh, no goalie trade he wouldn't expect during the season, but in the off season, thinks it's likely. So, food for thought, because I don't know if the orders will be able to officially solve their uh, goaltending issue. I, th- I think they'll try one option this year. As I mentioned, I give them. I say they got fifty days to figure it out. Their schedule is very light between now and February 1st. They play 17 games. In the month of January, they only play 11 games. They have every Sunday and Monday off. And currently, out of those 11 games, only one team is in the top 10. That's Toronto. And only three games against teams currently in a playoff spot. They have a very favorable schedule in the in the month of January. So that, that'll give them some time not to have to make a panic move. But you come February, and the orders play 37 games in the final 73 days of the season. It's a game every second day. They have eight sets of back-to-backs from February 9th to until uh, the end of the season, which ends on April 18th. So that's when they got to make hay. They're going to have to have a goaltender in place so they don't ride Stuart Skinner right into the ditch. Because if they do that... Then any chance of going deep in the playoffs is minimized significantly. No question about it. So that's why I know there's people like, I got to make a move now. They actually don't need to make a move now. They got to look for it, but they don't need a desperate move. They've got some time because of an easy schedule and a very light schedule moving forward. And the Oilers are playing well. I don't don't expect the like I would hope the Florida game just doesn't derail them into a downward spiral. They've got to say, okay, you know what? It's one game. Now let's get back on track. That's what good teams do. They don't win every game, but they avoid the losing streaks. Now, they lost to Tampa when they played really well. That happens. But to me, you take on an Islander team that leaking shots against all over. Their goaltenders aren't making a ton of saves lately because they're giving up too many chances. This is a very winnable game against an Islanders team the way they're playing right now, especially with Pulak out and Pellick might be coming back. Even if he is, he hasn't played in, in, uh, in almost a month. 
So there might be a little bit of rust on his game. So they got to attack them for sure. 343, we'll get uh, lots more of your text. 833-401-1440 in our uh, Jiffy Lube inbox. We'll update you on the uh, month of giving. We have uh, Andy Petrillo coming up later. Spec, five questions. And much more on the Gregor Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. We continue on Monday afternoon. Welcome back. How are you, Gregor? Hallie with you, Sports 1440. Of course, uh, Declan Cougar running things on uh, Orders Nation YouTube can get involved. 833-401-1440 is the, uh, the text line number. We got a lot of texts to, uh, to get to. Uh, as well, update you on the uh, month of giving. Ryan has it right now at uh, $6,500. It is the uh, Furnace and Indoor Air Quality Package. Courtesy of A1 Heating. So it comes with the uh, Air Ease A96 two-stage furnace. Then you get the uh, April Air Whole Home Humidifier. It's going to allow for uh, better breathing and better air quality in your home. The uh, You can get the Google Nest or the Echobee thermostat with it. Uh, the Merv 11 filters. All of your materials, equipment, labor, permits, all involved. Included, I should say. 12-year factory-backed parts and labor warranty, and they remove and dispose of your old furnace. As long as you're within a 100-kilometer radius of Edmonton, you can get this package. Uh, it's a steal of a deal. It's a great deal right now, Ryan. This is an awesome, awesome high-end furnace from uh, A1 Heating, so we're up to uh, 6500 right now. You can text in 833-401-1440 or call the con man at 833 Hey, guys, uh, would it be favorable for the owners to make a trade now rather than later? No dire need, so maybe the owners don't have to sell the farm to get a guy they want. Backs against the wall when they're going to lose more from Trev. Well, I guess so. If, But I don't believe the orders Like, the orders are a good team. They had a terrible start. They're not going to win every game. It can't be the minute the orders lose a game, suddenly they're terrible again. Right? That's not how it works. Right? Like the orders are 10 and 5 under Chris Knobloch. Pro rate that over a full season. That's 53 wins. That's elite. Right? The orders had a bad start. We can all agree. But the bad start, yes, if you look at the standings, they're not in the playoffs today. Why? Because they had a terrible start. We all know that. I said it before, like, the order is getting into a playoff spot before January. It was going to be difficult. They'd have to go on an unreal run, and they're still on a good run. And they're not there yet because it's hard to climb over that many teams to get to a playoff spot. But here's the thing that I said a month ago. This year, to get to the postseason doesn't require, the, or at least it shouldn't require the 95 points of previous years. On November 18th, the eighth place team in the Western Conference was on pace for 87 points. And the Oilers were eight points behind that team. They're on pace for much less. Now fast forward a month to December 18th. Do you want to know how many points right now the Arizona Coyotes are on pace for who currently hold down the second wildcard spot? Any guess, Connor Halley? When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Ooh. 90-something. No, 87. Ooh. Exact same thing. That's my point. So the orders have gained all this ground... And everybody's like, yeah, but now they got to maintain. No, they don't. Because the pace this year in the West isn't that difficult. It just isn't. Now, it's happened before, right? Remember Minnesota, 87 points, other teams 91. Is it a little bit of an outlier? Sure. But this seems to be the year. So now maybe a few teams will get hot. But remember, how many teams are going to be 89, 90 points? The ninth or the eighth place team might end up being 91. Might end up even being 92. But will they have needed that is my point. Because look at the teams. Like when I look at the wild card race and you say, okay, hmm, Nashville. They're currently in seventh place. They got 36 points in 31 games. They've won four in a row. They're on a little bit of a heater. Arizona has 32 points in 30 games. They're on pace for 87. St. Louis is on pace for 87. Calgary is, is ahead of the orders that they've played three more games and, uh, they're on pace for less than 80 points. Minnesota's on pace for 82 points. Seattle's on pace for like 77. Actually, no, 75. So I don't, I don't, and, and none of them are really going gangbusters, right? Like the orders just went a stretch of 10 and 5. And the orders were a 100-point team last year. The only other 100-point team out of those was Minnesota. So you'd think that, hey, maybe the Wild, since their coaching changed, they're playing better. They got back to 500. So would I be surprised if Minnie and Edmonton are the two teams at the end of this that are ahead? Not really. Like, I'm sorry, I don't have that much faith in Arizona. I don't have much faith in Calgary, St. Louis, Seattle. No. So the orders, I don't see. They got to keep playing well. But when I say well, I don't expect them to go eight and two out of every 10 games. That's not going to happen. They got 55 games left. If they did that, they would win 36 of the remaining games, which would be great. But I don't think it's necessary. All right. Actually, no. What am I saying? They would win, no, 44 games the rest of the way. They're not going to win 44 games. <laughs> like you win 44 in a full season. That's a pretty good year. Not winning 44 of their final 57, right? So you don't need to be eight and two. Orders really need to have sequences where they go six and four on average. Six, three, and one. Six and four, five and five, six and four. They're fine. 
and that's to get him to 91 points. Right now, eighth place and ninth place and 10th place are all 87 and under. And I, I don't see these teams magically. Like, there's not a lot of, of t- skill on those teams to make me say, wow, they should be way better. Right? The orders are playing better, but you can't erase a terrible start. You really never will. But they'll just keep playing well. Orders have six games remaining this month. If they go four and two, I'm not going to be shocked. Because I think they're a good team. Heck, they go three, two, and one, I wouldn't be shocked. I'd be more surprised if they had a losing record or even 500. So that's kind of where I'm at on the orders. I don't, but they have, but I'm not saying they don't have to do anything, but they have 50 days to upgrade their goaltender position to help out Stuart Skinner. I'm sorry. I'm not one. Now, maybe I'm wrong. I could easily be wrong. I'm not one who's buying the, uh, the Calvin Pickard storyline. I think it's a great story. He's, you know, he's being in the league now for him. Good job, but he's not the guy. Uh, Olivier Rodrigue, if I was a GM in a year where, you know what, I got maybe three kicks at the can for sure with Connor McDavid, and I'm confident that he'll resign, but let's just say three. I'm not going to the playoffs with a rookie goalie and a sophomore goalie. I wouldn't do it. So as much as I'd like, I'd start by playing Rodrigue more in the minors, though I'll make that abundantly clear. But I don't think I'd have him as my answer down the stretch. Definitely not Jack Campbell. I'm sorry. I have seen enough that I'm not going to be, oh, if all of a sudden he plays three good games in the American League, like look at his 10 games in the American League. Just go look at them. He's got an 888 save percentage in the American League. Okay? Like, I'm sorry. That that ship has sailed for me in Edmonton. I am uh, I'm looking elsewhere. So, yeah, 50 days because the Oilers look at their January schedule. They only play 11 games. They play Philly. They play Ottawa. They play Columbus twice. They play Chicago twice. They play Detroit. They play Montreal. The only top 10 team they play is Toronto. And the only playoff teams they play are Philly and Nashville. So three out of eight. It's a very favorable schedule. Lots of practice time. Lots of rest. They'll be fine by February. So you got 50 days management to figure it out. Hey, Gregor, can the order send Campbell to Robida Island? Well, the thing is, Jack Campbell's playing in the American League. Right? He, I, I know a lot of people are like, well, can't you just put him on LTIR for mental health? Well, first of all, I think it's very disrespectful to people who actually have mental health issues to want to just say, well, put him on for mental health like it's a nothing issue. It's a serious issue. And there's lots of people that are listening right now that battle their ass off and continue to persevere through mental health issues. I'm sorry, struggling in hockey to save a puck isn't one. Okay? That's not depression. I'm sorry, it isn't. He's struggling to save a puck. Seems pretty happy otherwise. So, you know what? You, now, I don't know Jack Campbell, but there would have to be some other seriously glaring signs. I don't want to be in somebody who just kind of takes advantage of the term mental health just because it, now, Hey, I get you. You want your team to win, but you still got to have some morals and ethics. Maybe that's me. Maybe I'm wrong, but that's how I would view it. So I, I don't want to disrespect people that, that are out there that are grind through their mental health challenges and keep going. Cause it's hard, man. I know I have friends who have, you know, I've had family members who dealt with depression. It's not pretty. It can be very ugly. It can be very lonely. It can be very dangerous at times. Struggling to stop a puck. 
I, I don't put in the same category. I'm, I'm sorry, I just don't. So, you know, he'd have to have a physical injury here or really spiral to the point where if his mental health is a serious issue, then I'd have no problem, like Robin Lehner. I have no problem with that. But let's not let's not just try to use it to our advantage. And Because to me, I think it's disrespectful to people who have mental health. But that's just me. It's, it's a touchy subject for me. I'm, I know people who have uh, uh, battled through that stuff, and I have a lot of respect for them. I don't know how they do it. So I don't want to just, eh, put him on LTIR for mental health. Well, what is that? Well, who cares? Saves him cap space. Like, come on now. I'm, I'm a little bit leery of that. So... Gregor, the orders won't make the playoffs. They're still flawed. And even if they squeak in, it's first round exit from uh, Yeg Buds. Eh. Not sure I agree with that. Um, Every team right now has some flaws. I don't think the orders are grossly uh, more flawed than a lot of other top teams. If they were, I don't think they'd reel off 10 and 5, where they show they can play sound, consistent hockey. Now it's hard to do it every time. And like I've said, you got to start another stretch of playing sound, consistent hockey again. You do that, you go seven and three. They're going to lose some games. Just because you lose a game doesn't mean suddenly the team's bad again because they were bad in October. It's not how it works. So I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't look at it uh, at that way. Hey, guys, uh, do you think coaches owe it to players to play them in sentimental games or is winning all that matters? I'm asking in regards to uh, Marc-Andre Fleury. I think it's Bush League to not play him, much like the Babcock-Medano situation from J.C. Glazer. Well, I think very different than, than Medano, right? Um, because if, if, if the uh, – now, Fleury was asked about it, right? Um, and he said, hey, I get to play tomorrow. I'm, I'm fine with it. So, and, and he's a pretty honest guy. Of course, he'd like to play in Pittsburgh, and so I understand it. But Mike Medano, keep in mind, that was the last game of the regular season. That would have been his 1500 game. He wasn't playing anymore. So I agree. That to me was the ultimate Bush League. People are saying this might be Flurry's last visit to New York. I mean, to Pittsburgh. But do we know that for sure? He's playing fairly well. He could play again next year. I don't know for certain. So is it. Do we, if they knew, if Marc-Andre Fleury had told people in the York, hey, guys, this is my last year, I'm not playing again, I'm going to retire at the end of the season, then maybe. But if he hasn't said that, then I think John Hines and even Fleury would understand, hey, I've played lots in Pittsburgh. Right? It's not like it's his first time there. He's played there, so I don't compare it to the Medano situation at all. I'm going to guess the coach and him spoke. He's going to play uh, uh, their next game. They're riding the hot goalie. They got to get into a playoff spot. And I think Mark Andre Fleury, of all people, would look and say, you know what? I'm not bigger than the game. I'm still going to get to play. I've played in Pittsburgh many times. It's not like it's his first time back there. So, no, I, I don't consider this one one where I'd have to play Mark Andre Fleury. I, I don't, and I definitely don't put it in the category of Mike McDonald. That was an absolute prime dickhead move by Babcock. Like a veteran guy like that to get to game 1500. And you healthy scratch him? Why? It was, that was really a nothing game at the end of it, right? You looked at Detroit that year, right? They were they were clearly a playoff team. They were making the playoffs. What was the problem? He needed one more game, and you couldn't give it to him. Like, that's a real dick move. So I, I don't view this one in the same at all. 
Let's get to the con man. Sports 1440 update brought to you by Fountain Tire. Stop in uh, right now. Hey, you want any service? Great service? FountainTire.com is your one-stop shop. Make your tires and all their services. FountainTire.com.